The good, the bad, and the ugly. Week 3 edition. Montreal Canadiens still winning, non-stop. Thought uh, the game against Toronto was probably our weakest. I think we came out expecting Toronto to not be as strong as they were, and we played that way, and we snuck a victory out at the last minute on them. However, uh, winning is winning is winning, and uh, that belongs in the good. So again, I'm going to put the whole team in the good because uh, there's very little bad to talk about, about the Montreal Canadiens, unless indicated. Uh, And, uh, you know, in the good Weber, I have to mention him because he's scoring some huge power play goals with a shot now, and he's uh, still a beast. So uh, definitely a good for Weber this week. Carey Price, you know, our, our perennial boy in the uh, the good here, looking like Price. Montoya, our prediction last year is holding, uh, this year, sorry, is holding. He's uh, the second best goalie in the NHL. And uh, But in all seriousness, uh, Montoya's play, I think, is excellent for Price. I think it puts a lot of pressure off Price, puts a lot of pressure off the team. We can put this guy in the nets and feel comfortable and confident that uh, we have a chance of winning. And uh, personally, I, I don't want to see Carey Pl- Price sorry, play 70 games this year. I wouldn't mind him seeing him play 55-60. You know, uh, let's give some play to Montoya so that Price goes into the playoffs at 100%. So Montoya in the good. He uh, grabbed another victory this week and played great. Uh, good for him. And Radulov, I would be remiss not to mention him. He's been, uh, you know, just when you think he couldn't step it up even more, he has. And uh, he continues to be an offensive juggernaut for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I I added before in the segment uh, previous that uh, his leadership is starting to show, which is a definite plus. Uh, if Radulov can, can get some leadership going with these guys, that would be an excellent addition as well. Amelin still hitting, still hitting. You know, I've never hit him, seen him hit so much. I, I could be wrong about that, but uh, day in, day out, he's hitting. And uh, I'll keep putting him in the good every week if he keeps doing that. Uh, and, you know, there's at least one or two oohs or ahs every game now with Emelin. It's, uh, it's interesting. And uh, add Weber to the oohs and ahs. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams are, are, you know, they get the puck and they they get rid of it quick and they don't want the puck or they're keeping their heads up and they lose it. And, you know, it's uh, it must be a little scary playing against the Montreal Canadiens right now. You know, you never know who's going to deck you one. So uh, just that idea is in the good. Let's keep moving. Gallagher. Always in the good. He's still Gallagher. Uh, you know, when Gallagher's playing like Gallagher, I have to put him in the good. Uh, Vancouver Canucks. Like we're going to move to the NHL. Oh, wait, wait. No, we'll stay with the Habs. Sorry, I have something penciled in here on the side. I want to talk about their discipline. I'm going to put that in the good, though I feel sometimes we get some bad penalties. And what I mean here is, is a lot of times this year I've been talking about how the Montreal Canadiens are starting scrums. And, you know, players come into the scrum. and But I find... Other teams come in and do something excessive, like throw our guy to the ground or cross-check, and we stop. And it's that's beautiful discipline because it always leads or pretty much often leads to a power play for us. So, you know, a scrum breaks out and it's, it's, it's one call to the other team. And that shows me that, one, not only are we intense, we're highly disciplined at the moment. So, very good. 
very good. I love seeing that every time it happens. You know, usually it's Gallagher, let's admit it. But a few others, you know, they take a shot and they take the shot. They skate away and uh, two-minute power play. Definitely in the good. And let's move to the NHL now. A uh, couple of NHL notes that I think are belong in the good this week. I want to put the Vancouver Canucks in the good because uh, they've been, though they've lost a couple of their last games, uh, I haven't mentioned them all year. They were slated by pretty much everyone to be a last place team this year. And uh, for quite a while there, they were at the top of the West. They, they, they're a little further down now, but uh, they're still at the top. And uh, for a team that was projected to be last to come out, you know, playing that way, well, they let's be honest, I've watched a few of their games. They, they got lucky winning a few, but, you know, they're getting momentum and, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But they belong in the good for just defying pretty much every single expert uh, that knows the NHL and knows hockey. Uh, Sidney Crosby, I mean, uh, best hockey player in the world, uh, comes back. The Penguins... Uh, if I can be frank, have sucked up to the day he came back. Day he comes back, they've turned into the Stanley Cup uh, champion team that uh, took it all last year. And Crosby's contributing like a demon, and uh, the, he's woken his team up as a good captain would. And uh, he definitely belongs in the good. What a player. What a player. So let's move to the bad. And uh, this week, uh, I'm going to integrate the bad and the ugly together. Well, first of all, I want to mention uh, Daniel Carr was sent down uh, to the minors. I'm a little surprised by that uh, because Daniel Carr, I thought, was playing quite good hockey, uh, making things happen, you know, playing with a lot of intensity. The reason I'm a little upset about this is quite simply, Daniel Carr now is going to be replaced by one of the grinders, uh, be it uh, Flynn, Mitchell, Byron. Uh, God, we have so many. You know, and I just I just feel that that's a bit of a waste waste of time. I felt Danielle Carr had some skills that belonged in the NHL and wasn't detracting from the third line. I think he was contributing to it. And for a young guy to be doing that, I think maybe we might be wasting his time a little bit. Uh, and not only that, but to see him replaced with a guy I really don't see with the Montreal Canadiens in the next year or two, you know, one of our standard grinder guys. You know, it's it's just Michel Therrien again, you know, uh, sending a young guy down to be replaced by a veteran grinder. And uh, what can I say, Michel Therrien, which leads me to the headline of the bad and ugly. And it was talked about a lot this week as well, was Michel Therrien's forever changing lines. Uh, you know, even winning, Michel Therrien can't help himself. He, he just has to change up his lines. We, we saw Pacioretty taken off the top line and put with Dernay, which then by default made the David Dernay at the top line, giving Dernay top minutes in a couple of games. And watching him uh, change up uh, Galchenyuk as well. Well, he always keeps him with Gallagher. Uh, changing up the third line as well, moving Shaw around. I expected him to move Shaw around, but... You know, Michel Therrien, again, is, is just all over the place with his lines. I will add that uh, Michel Therrien's forever changing lines uh, have... Uh, the, the disease has, has fallen to the defenseman. Uh, everyone's wondering who should play with Weber. Well, I mean, we've pretty much seen everyone audition with Weber up to this point. Uh, the defensemen are being moved around quite a bit. And that's a bit of a new thing happening as well. So, 
you know, uh, our forward lines are are being changed up. Our defensemen are being changed up a lot. And I just, I can't, that's nothing but at least bad, if not ugly. And, you know, it's been four years of watching Michel Therrien unable to settle on certain lines. Now, you know, any anyone who's followed the Montreal Canadiens and Michel Therrien's tenure can easily tell you what's going to happen with Max Pacioretty and David Derenay. Like, I can understand why you put them there to so-called unblock him, though I thought Galchenyuk was unblocking as well with him. Uh, but they're going to get cold eventually. David Derenay is a hot and cold guy, and, you know, his history shows nothing but that. And, you know, Max Pacioretty is eventually going to get moved away from that line again, put maybe with Galchenyuk, and, you know, so on and so forth. And I think, I think the point of all this is I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of watching guys being moved all over the place. And, you know, uh, it just... It just shows Michel Therrien's limitations as a coach. I, 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 you know, he has no new ideas, so he, he mixes up his lines in the most crazy, ridiculous ways. I think, you know, we're starting to see a forward on the point as well. We've seen that in his tenure in the past. It's just, you know, it's it's funny. It's it's you would think we were losing every game watching him shake his lineup up, yet we're winning, and so you know. God, can you imagine what would it be if we were losing? If we were losing, it would be absolute madness. And it's just kind of starting to drive me nuts. And I think Kirk Muller at some point has to tell him, you know, maybe we have to settle on certain lines, you know, or at least, you know, come up with a little test. Uh, You know, go with your lines for one month, you know, and let people build chemistry and and get to know each other and, and play with each other and, you know, it's 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 not a crazy concept that I'm bringing up here, but it seems to completely elude this man. I, I you know, it, I've never seen such an impatient coach, uh, a man who is unable to to go two three games with the same line combinations, uh, regardless of injuries. You know, there could be no absolutely no injuries, but oh, you know, uh, got to tinker and puts this guy here and there. Let's see if what that does. You know, and. At some point, you got to just kind of settle on your lines, really. Uh, and anyways, it's it's four years of Michel Therrien changing his lines. And, uh, you know, what this all leads to is, is a consistency problem. And, you know, maybe like obviously in the middle of a winning streak, I can't really complain about consistency. But as far as when you look at the top three, four lines, if you look at all the lines and the consistency of the four lines, you could argue that all four lines eventually do have consistency problems. And I think it has to do with this constant line juggling of Michel Therrien's. You know, Galchenyuk uh, is going to see this year with Michel Therrien just about every player on the Montreal Canadiens next to him, I, I predict. Uh, as opposed to, to, you know, settling on players and, and teaching him how to play properly. There's there's talk now that, you know, well, he's not so good at face-offs, so we should move him to the wing. And it's just never ending. You know, well, well, who else is good for face-offs in the Montreal Canadiens? Well, not many people. Uh, you know, Thomas Plekanec found his playoff game, you know, and thank God for that because, you know, he is our best playoff uh, face-off guy, really. And, uh, you know, that's that's disturbing. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Michel Terrier has to be a lot more consistent, has to show a lot more patience. And I'm really disappointed to see... Uh, this this tumbling into the defense as well you know we've seen all the defense pairings of Weber and I, for me at least I think it's obvious who should be with him I think it should be Bolia 
I think there you have two players who whose styles kind of you know meld very well together a puck moving defenseman and a stay at home grinding you know big shot guy you know uh it, it seems perfect to me but i don't know it did you know this organization keeps keeps looking for some kind of magical key some perfection some nirvana some utopia that i just don't understand i don't understand so yeah, Michel Therrien is forever changing lines, uh, this week's bad and ugly. And uh, so this week we're going to do a special edition Halloween, that'll be the next segment, uh, the Montreal Canadiens Halloween party. <laughs> 